All right, welcome to the collapse experiment. I still have to work on lighting in here, it looks like. But anyways, um, yeah, today we are going to be discussing the uh, East Palestine, Ohio train derailment, which happened, I believe it was, let's see here, 13 days ago. And, uh, gee, I wonder why we didn't hear about it until just recently. Um, could have been uh, we were shooting balloons out of the sky, <clears throat> especially over the weekend that it happened. <laughs> um, although other people, like um, <clears throat> Edward Snowden, was saying that we were shooting down balloons to keep our eyes off of the Nord Stream pipeline article that was just released around that time stating, yeah, we did that. Um, but to get to Ohio, I'm going to start with uh, one of these articles, which all of them can be found at thecollapseexperiment.com. Get the hell out of there. Ohio's apocalyptic chemical disaster rages on. Uh, this was updated on Valentine's Day. And uh, it's involving a press conference. Um, video from Salem, Ohio, about 20 miles from East Palestine, which shows sparks and flames emitting from beneath the train. The apparent structural issue with the train was captured on a security camera while I was traveling through Salem. According to Michael Graham, board member, um, two videos that had been... That had, that they had obtained were indicative of mechanical issues attributed to the rail car axles, which likely led to the derailment. Uh, a lot of people are blaming, there's a lot of blame going around. <clears throat> and I'm hearing the uh, uh, Norfolk train company, yes, they are to blame. Uh, I'm hearing Trump. I'm, I'm sorry, who's, who's president right now? Yeah, um, not Trump. <laughs> so, <clears throat> for some reason, uh, Trump is getting all the blame for this um, from a lot of channels on YouTube. Doesn't make any sense to me. There seems to be somebody else in charge. Or are they? Uh, the second video obtained from when the train was passing through Salem was recorded by a processing plant near a hot box detector which scans the temperatures of the axles as the trains pass by. According to Graham, the wayside defect detector reading resulted in an alarm alerting the crew of a mechanical issue shortly before the derailment in East Palestine. Consequently, the alert forced the train to execute an emergency brake application, which may have been the cause of the derailment. Weird. You would think that um, having safety precautions would prevent that. Let's see here. While the U.S. government is dispensing millions of dollars in resources to treat balloons as an ex existential crisis, a small town in Ohio finds itself engulfed in what actually looks like the apocalypse. It, isn't that how this shit goes? <laughs> you have an actual emergency with U.S. citizens and you're like, nah, something's happening overseas. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, give... Give Pakistan money for uh, gender studies. <laughs> but yes, this town, this town isn't going to get shit. Uh, perhaps by design, all of the drama surrounding violations of U.S. airspace by Chinese space initiatives has done well to keep this, 
keep what is becoming one of the worst environmental disasters in recent memory from getting any headlines. Yeah, that conspiracy number one right there. We're shooting down balloons. It's kind of like that movie, Look Up, or Don't Look Up. I forget. It was stupid. I stopped watching it until like 20 minutes into it. Um, but anyways, it's a lot like that. Uh, the chaos began early last week when a train of more than 100 cars derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. Yada, yada. You already know this. So let's move on to a couple other articles. Oh, two more trains derail across U.S. after Ohio catastrophe. Let's check this one out, shall we? About 10 days after a train carrying vinyl chloride derailed and exploded, releasing dangerous chemicals into the air and water near Ohio-Pennsylvania border, two more trains derailed on Monday alone. Early Monday morning in East Texas, an 18-wheeler collided with the train. The truck was dragged half a mile down the tracks. The accident, accident, I don't know why they're uh, quoting that, derailed 21 cars operated by Union Pacific. When first responders arrived to the scene, the truck driver was dead, according to the police department. The said that the train was carrying hazardous materials, though the cash didn't rupture any tanks. Thank God. So, yeah, we've got another train derailment here. Um, more photos of Ohio. So, yeah, we've got two more train derailments, and we also have... Let's see here. Truck carrying hazardous materials crashes in Tucson, Arizona, releasing nitric acid. People warned to shelter in place. So if it's not a train, it's something else. And of course, you know, I'm, I'll be told that this stuff happens all the time. And we're just noticing it now because of the stories and people are looking for it now. A truck reportedly carrying hazardous materials overturned and crashed on I-10 highway in Tucson, Arizona. Interstate 10 and Tucson was closed in both directions due to commercial tanker truck rollover that resulted in hazardous chemical spill. The crash occurred, blah, 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 blah. The department's hazardous materials response unit, along with partner agencies, are working together to mitigate the incident. Out of the abundance of caution, first responders are working to evacuate perimeter around the area. So, yes, um, for some reason bunch of this stuff is happening all of a sudden. Um, meanwhile, uh, as a side note, we've got Russia going into Alaskan airspace and uh, was it Norwegian or Denmark? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, other things are happening and it's like, look over here, look over here. Um, to get back to Ohio for a moment... We have residents near Ohio train derailment report dead fish and chickens. Um, this is the stuff that is really starting to cause focus on this accident. Uh, you have stories of, let's see here. For days, authorities have been telling residents of the area around East Palestine, Ohio, it is safe to return home after a 150-car train carrying hazardous chemicals derailed. Uh, Ohio Department of Natural Resources said the chemical spill resulted from the derailment had killed an estimated 3,500 small fish across seven and a half miles of streams as of Wednesday. 
and one resident of North Lima, more than 10 miles from East Palestine, uh, of Youngstown, that her five hens and rooster died suddenly Tuesday, the day before rail operator Norfolk Southern had burned train cars carrying vinyl chloride, a flammable gas, to prevent the explosion. Oh, the day before. So the day before, chickens are fine. They blow the stuff up, chickens are dead. <clears throat> yep, sounds safe to me. For some people who live near the derailment site, the reports continue to spur fear that they and their animals might be exposed to chemicals through the air, water, and soil. Don't tell me it's safe. Something is going on if the fish are floating in the creek. Kathy Reese, who lives in Negley, Ohio. Reese said that she saw dead fish in the stream that flows through her backyard. Um, Jenna Gianos, a wedding photographer nearby Boardman, said that she had a persistent cough for the past week and a half. She has been drinking bottled water. She is uncomfortable bathing in water from the bathroom spigot. Wait, what? She is uncomfortable bathing in water from the bathroom spigot, she said. They only evacuated they only evacuated one mile from that space, and that's just insane to me. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Uh, coughing throughout the conversation. I'm concerned with the long-term health impacts. It's just a mess. So, yeah, there's a lot of work going into not covering this. Uh, last I heard, it, although I think it was updated, um, Northfolk was offering 25000 Northfolk Southern, um, to help move people out of the area temporarily and, um, I don't know, keep them in hotels or whatever. So $25,000 is what they said was uh, adequate to help get people out while they clean this up. Um, five days later, they say, hey, you can go back home. And apparently they offered like another million um, to temporarily keep people out of the area if they don't feel comfortable going back. Um, still, it's it's pennies, right? It's really not anything when it comes to the scope of what is happening over there. So, residents don't want to go back. Uh, the chickens, there was also a story about a, um, would it be a fox farm? A man who kept foxes, domesticated foxes, and uh, all the foxes ended up sick. Uh, a couple of them died. He had to take them to a vet veterinary clinic for treatment faces swelled up um and again this is near uh east palestine and uh yeah so a lot of people are going back to uh stories from the obama administration so in 2015 obama passed a tried to pass a bill or he passed a bill stating that rail companies had to update their braking systems. Okay, fair enough. Then Obama's no longer in office. And this is a common thing that happens in the United States, especially the United States. We sign treaties, we pass laws, we create policies. Somebody else comes in and says, no, we're no longer doing that. This happens all the time. So Obama passes this policy stating that they have to upgrade their systems. Trump comes in the office 
And you've got people going to Congress, spending a lot of money to persuade, persuade people to not enforce or get rid of these policies, which is exactly what happened. So people are blaming Trump for this. Um, I would say if it was so important and it was one of those things that Obama really wanted to get done, why did he wait until his last year in office? I don't know. Uh, it's just an easy way to look really good. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Just because he passed it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So Biden's been in office for how long now? And it wasn't one of his first agendas to make this policy. Oh, and let's see here. What else do we have about Biden? Biden signs bill to block U.S. railroad strike. This is from Reuters. Yeah, President Joe Biden signed legislation Friday to block a national U.S. railroad strike that could have devastated the U.S. economy. This is December 2nd, all right? So while everybody's staring at Trump saying, like, you did this, this is your horrible policies, Biden's had two years to correct this if this was really a huge issue. Uh, hasn't done it. Hasn't really done jack crap of anything to date. The U.S. Senate voted 80 to 15 on Thursday to impose a tentative contract deal reached in this September uh, on a dozen unions representing 1,000 or 115,000 workers who could have gone on strike on December 9th. Keep in mind, Democratic Majority Congress, okay? So, again, who's at fault here? Uh, the Senate failed to approve a measure that would have provided sick days to railroad workers during a fucking pandemic, okay? Yes, I'm going to drop the F-bomb here because, uh, yeah... How many, how many times and for how long, two years at this point, were we told that if you're sick, don't go to work? Stay home. You have to isolate for 10 days, right? This was an ongoing policy, apparently not for railroad workers. <clears throat> it was tough for me, but it was the right thing to do at the moment. Save jobs, protect millions of working families from harm and disruption, and keep supply chains stable around the holidays. That's your priority. All right, good for you. Uh, adding the deal avoided an economic catastrophe. No, but we have a, uh, an environmental one now. Thanks a lot, dude. Eight of 12 unions had ratified the deal, but some labor unions have criticized Biden, a self-described friend of labor, for asking Congress to impose a contract on workers and four unions that four unions had rejected over its lack of paid sick leave. That's not the only issue that they had here. This is just what the article focused on. The fight isn't over, Biden said, of the push for sick leave. Well, what did you do? You signed the bill and you forgot about it because you're a politician. That's exactly what you do. You just forget about the working class. Railroads have slashed labor and other costs to bolster profits in recent years and have been fiercely opposed to adding paid sick time that would require them to hire more staff. Okay, so you didn't address the problem. Congratulations. The buck stops with you, Biden. A rail strike could have frozen almost 30% of U.S. cargo shipments by weight, stoked already surging inflation, 
cost the American economy as much as $2 billion a day and stranded millions of rail passengers. Uh, there are no paid short-term sick days under the tentative deal after, union, <clears throat> after unions asked for 15 railroads settled on uh, one personal day. One personal day. One. So if somebody dies, that's your personal day. You get to go to a funeral. If they don't call you in on that day. This is one of the complaints that rail workers had during this whole thing. You even get a day off. You schedule a day off. You have a personal day off. You would get called back into work. Or penalized. Uh, weddings? Good luck. Good luck scheduling that shit. Yeah. Uh, sick? You get sick. You get one personal day. That's nice. That, I guess that would cover a chemo treatment if you had cancer. I don't know. Um, Teamsters president, Sean O'Brien, harshly criticized the Senate vote on sick leave. Rail carriers make record profits. Rail workers get zero paid sick days. Is this okay? P paid sick leave, is, sick leave is a basic human right. Isn't that supposed to be a leftist Democrat uh, policy there? Like... You get sick days, but apparently not. Not when they're in office. Uh, the system is failing. Yes, I, I, I'm not surprised that the <laughs> Teamsters president is Irish. I, I'm really not. Uh, Congress invoked its sweeping powers to block strikes involving transportation authority. It does not have in other labor disputes. It goes back to a law that was passed like 100 years ago, which is horribly stupid. This is why we need to get rid of stupid laws that just should not be in the books anymore. Uh, without a doubt, there's more to be done that further addresses our employees' work-life balance concerns. Yes. There's also another article that I found regarding this, this old news that nobody is looking into. Railroads workplace attendance policies at the heart of labor dispute, NPR. Um... I do believe this may also be ignoring some of the other concerns that they brought up, but let's take a look. Like so many essential workers in the pandemic, the engineers and conductors who drive the nation's freight trains have had it. They've tried. They're tired of unpredictable, inflexible work schedules. They're tired of being penalized for taking days off when they're sick or tending to a family emergency. They want a better quality of life. Yeah. Though through contract negotiations, they made their voices heard, threatening to strike that threatening a strike that could have brought trains to a halt nationwide on Friday, early Thursday morning. After 20 hours of negotiations, the White House announced a tentative agreement had been reached that gives workers not only a significant wage increase, but some protection from rail carriers, punitive attendant attendance policies. Workers still have to vote to ratify the deal, which would take weeks. Yeah, so this is before um, Biden pushed this whole thing. When is this from? September 15th. So yeah, this is when they're still working on the agreements. Um, but here's what they were pushing for. The stakes are high in the Presidential Emergency Board appointed by President Biden recommended a compromise over the summer that would give workers a 24% increase in wages, both sides. The unions and the railroad companies had essentially agreed to the board's economic proposal. But until Thursday, standing in the way of a deal was the quality of life issues 
tied to an attendance policy so many workers hated. This abusive and punitive attendance policy is breaking apart families and causing locomotive engineers and other rail workers to come to work dangerously fatigued. The Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Train Trainmen said in the statement on Friday or in May. Let's see here. In the middle of the pandemic, railroads introduced a policy that workers hate. Yes. Again, COVID is a joke. Seriously. Uh, they don't even get sick time off during a pandemic. If there really was a pandemic. Come on, let's be honest here. Um, otherwise, why, why do you not have the CDC or other groups stepping in, penalizing the rail companies for having these shitty policies during a pandemic. I I have no answers other than uh, somebody politically is catering to these companies and apparently the pandemic doesn't apply to them. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic, railroad and policies workers hate. Points-based attendance policies are not new. Employers, including Amazon and Walmart, use them as a way to reduce unexpected absences from work. But such policies are fairly new to railroads. Railway introduces this version called Hivas, uh, saying it would improve consistency for both workers and customers. The unions say it has only made things worse. So, yeah, uh, they end up with this point system. I dealt with this shit when I worked at the hospital. It's a bunch of garbage. Uh, Americans went on a pandemic buying spree after railroads had parred back staff. Yeah, great planning. And so glad that they think ahead. number of factors uh, put pressure on the railroads to implement such a system. For one thing, cargo volumes... Uh, in the pandemic, soared to record highs as Americans went on a buying spree. There was simply a lot of stuff that had to be moved. Um, BNSF says it needs uh, consistent, reliable attendance to stay competitive. Okay. The Federal Surface Transportation Board chair testified that he'd raise red flags because the workforce had shrunk by 29% or about 45,000 employees over the last six years. So yeah, they're reducing workers, uh, making work conditions horrible. You're gonna end up with shitty quality of work, uh, lower maintenance on a lot of these trains. And um, yeah, do I have to point out again who's in charge right now and did not fix this with the union contract? Uh, if you're going to force a union contract, could you at least put policies in there that help the people you say you're helping? But no, the economy is more important, and apparently keeping the rail company's uh, profits high is more important to the White House? I don't know. Apparently, that's all that Congress and the White House was concerned about. Um, yeah. So, the other conspiracies that I, I, they're not listed on the collapseexperiment.com. I came across these this morning in other people's videos, and uh, I do have some experience with some of the things that they were talking about. So, uh, one of the conspiracies behind the Ohio train catastrophe is that it's in the heartland of Amish country. Now, during the Obama administration, I believe it was 2011, there was an Amish farmer who was um, being fined and arrested for selling 
uh, unpasteurized milk. People came to his farm, said, we want your milk. He said, cool, I'll sell it to you. Enough said, right? Like he had a product, somebody wanted to buy it, he sold it. And then the FDA stepped in and said, you can't do that. Um, I don't know whether or not his farm was shut down or not, but apparently they were going to take away his ability to sell or process milk uh, if he continued. So, yes, this happened during uh, the Obama administration. And, of course, Biden comes into the office. What happens? Well, something that I did talk about on this channel beforehand, which was an Amish farmer in Pennsylvania who traditionally processed his meat. He had a private uh, club that you could join at a cost in order to buy what he was selling. He would process, I believe it was goat, cow, among other things, and you could buy it by the pound. So, of course, he followed traditional uh, procedures in doing this, the way that they, his family had done it for like 150 years, something like that. But, of course, now you have new policies where you're supposed to <laughs> dip it in ammonia and other chemicals in order to make sure... It's gross. It's completely gross. Yes, um, this is a common practice, and the reason that it was implemented was because the speed that factories process things like cows means that the gutting uh, process is not clean. It's more about speed than it is how effective you are at doing your job. If you nick the intestines, guess what? You now have tainted meat. That is why they spray down a lot of the beef with ammonia in order to make sure that any bacteria that got on it, like E. coli, is killed. Uh, this guy was not doing it. He also wasn't running a factory where 10,000 cows are being slaughtered a day. So, um, yeah, rules for, for them, but uh, <laughs> we're also going to apply it over here, even though they're not really the same thing. So, yeah, this guy was raided at gunpoint with a SWAT team during the Biden administration. An Amish guy. They're usually pacifist. Um, they don't like technology. They ride around in a horse and buggy. So I'm thinking that maybe them trying to evade uh, a, war <laughs> a warrant or something is uh, something we really shouldn't have to be concerned about. But yes, they sent guys in with guns uh, to raid an Amish farm. So... Is it, is it a weird coincidence that the same people who didn't get the jab, um, they don't go to high school, their education stops in eighth grade, um, they're self-sufficient, uh, they had the fastest, one of the fastest uh, herd immunities to said virus uh, within the country because they they don't believe in a lot of the, the modern technology. They don't believe in vaccines. Um, is it weird that this type of catastrophe would happen like in the heartland of Amish country in Ohio and Pennsylvania? It is weird. And it is also weird that, uh, you know, a spill like this could possibly ruin a place that they've been living hundreds of years. <laughs> um, I'm just not shocked. Um, and quite frankly, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be interested going into work because one of my jobs is delivering Amish furniture. Where does this furniture come from? 
Oh, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, there's a very good possibility this is going to affect one of the jobs that I have. And um, should I be surprised? No. Um, is it a conspiracy against the Amish? Possibly. I mean, I do have to find an article, but I did find several other channels talking about how um, Northfolk Southern, the company that had the derailment, was shorting their stock. So it's almost like they knew something was coming. The company itself shorted their own stock, meaning they knew it was going to go down in value. You don't do a bet like that against yourself unless you're doing something horribly stupid that's going to lower the value of your company. So was it just a waiting game on their part? They're like, hey, we'll short our own stock. It'll go down. We'll be able to buy it back at a discount, which is what they've been doing for several years now. Um, instead of investing in their own company, they have been basically catering to stockholders, shareholders instead. They're, they're, not, they're obviously not functioning well for their employees. They, they really don't give a shit about their employees. Let's face it. Most companies don't. But um, for some reason, they decided that buying back their own stock is more important than maintenance, um, hiring staff, even though they had an increase in numbers for uh, shipping during the pandemic. They didn't hire any new people. And a lot of companies did this horrible policy as well. And they've been doing it for a while. I've seen this for the last decade. How much work can you get per employee while reducing the number of employees and still pay them the same? That's, that's basically what's been happening. So uh, anytime somebody tries to put... <laughs> put new responsibilities on me. I'm like, well, how much more are you paying? Oh, no, this is just new. That's that's not what I applied for. That wasn't in the job description. And if you're going to change the job description, I think the, cha the, the pay gets changed, right? And they'll just be like, no, uh, we can do that at any time. And I'm just like, well, I could not do it at any time. So, um, yeah, uh, this stuff has been going on for a while. Um, any channel that tries to blame Trump for this, uh, I just kind of laugh and I'm like, wow, that's, that's really <laughs> scapegoating to somebody who's can't be held accountable. Like, what is the purpose of that? Can he be held accountable for not implementing things that Obama wanted to do? Obama had the chance. Obama could have done it earlier, had it actually enforced, made it policy, that uh, certain places would actually enforce it. Because let's face it, once the new braking system is put in place, do you think that the rail companies are going to come and rip it all out after they made that investment? No. That would have been the new policy. They would have abided by it if it had been enforced. And it wasn't. Because it was a last-minute thing to make somebody look good while they're getting out of office. It really wasn't meant to be enforced. It was a bullshit policy. And if it was important, like I said before, Biden would have, it would have been one of the first things that Biden did when he got in the office and he didn't do it. He didn't do it during the trade union uh, negotiations uh, on the contract. Uh, he didn't even give them sick leave. 
during when he forced in the contract. There was a lot of things that he could have done, and he didn't. He didn't care. He did, and it's very obvious they don't care about this spill either. And I think East Palestine is quite frankly going to end up being a ghost town. Um, anybody who does move back there, uh, they're going to end up with a short lifespan, low quality of life. Jobs are going to move out. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a bad situation. Um, and guess what? It's just another story of how we have a failed system. And um, it, the policy on this channel is they don't care about you. So that's about it for me. Keep on typing.